Welcome back to the Blind Grilling Experience Podcast. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And we've got from down in the great state of Texas, Mr. John Grimes. How you doing, man? Howdy. Howdy. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, How absolutely. Are you? Good. I'm I'm hanging in there, man. Um I actually have a couple of issues that are that are going on. It's kind of weird because it it's really affecting a few things. Uh, I started having some trouble with my wrist earlier. Yeah, it's been hurting a little while, I guess, a couple of weeks. But I, I noticed this knot kind of getting bigger and bigger. And finally, I was like, I, this is not right. And it is hurting. And so I went to the doctor and I've got a ganglion cyst growing oh, up against my nerves. No, they, it, yeah, they're going to have to do surgery to remove it. And so, um, and not an amputation or anything. <laughs> I hope not. I hope it doesn't turn into that. That'd be, yeah, that'd be wild. Just Although remove the cyst. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping so, but they can't get to it until like October 25th, man. Whoa. I know. I, I'm just like, really? I can't even hold my cane. I mean, I, I'm. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing I read with my left hand because I, I couldn't do it with my right. Man, it's mm. crazy. But uh, but other than that, you know, I'm I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. We had beautiful weather. I mean, it's just been, you know, highs right at eighty or in the upper seventies. You know, lows getting in the fifties at night. Man, yeah, that's just that's the kind of weather I love. Man, we haven't been that cool, but we have uh, been in the. We're in the. Mid to low nineties and yeah, maybe upper seventies in the morning. So it's That's cooling cool. off. It's I mean we we haven't had a hundred degree day in I don't know maybe two weeks. So that's a step <laughs> in the right direction. Yeah, right. I hear you. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't like the the hundred degree weather. I don't even even in dry climate, it's still hot. <laughs> no matter what. It's you hot, do. but I I you know I'm a Yankee. I started started my days up in up in the north and i don't like cold so yeah i can take the i, can, I would rather be hot than cold for, I, I mean i'm weird so no I'm, I'm with you on that i yeah the cold the older i get the the more the cold bothers me for sure so no doubt about that well john you're you're the host of ambiguously blind podcast yes and man it, i tell you what you've you've been having some just uh just some great guests you've been doing really good been going strong for a couple of years now, and yeah, it's uh, which been is a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah, yeah, man. I was inspired by you. <laughs> so yeah, well, well, good. I'm I'm glad I helped somebody out. I <laughs> oh, you've helped uh, a lot of people, and you've helped me on more than more than just podcasts, and mostly on grilling. So yeah, yeah. So, and I think most folks know you uh, definitely are. One of the recipients of the blind grilling uh, experience package, and yeah, we blindsided you. How many has it been? Four years now? It yeah, it was two thousand and eighteen, April actually. So four and a half, coming up on four and a half years. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. And a lot of grilling since then. There you go. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, and I wanted you to help me with something because I got an email. We get email questions all the time, which is awesome. I love getting the email questions. Uh, and um, one of them came in asking about cooking burgers and making sure you don't get any flare ups. And so that's that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today, as well as a little bit more about your podcast and and uh, some other things maybe that are going on. I don't know if you watched the iPhone extravaganza that the uh, Apple put on um, on uh, September seventh. I'm not. aware of it, but I didn't watch it. I used to watch those back when yeah. I 
didn't have so many things going on in my life, but <laughs> by which I mean kids. Yeah, yeah, right. I was completely but, unimpressed. To be huh? honest with you. Yeah, I mean, there's yes. some cool little the presentation features. in general, or the no. Products? I mean, I mean, the presentations are always over the top. They're always awesome. You know, I mean, they they do a great job with all of that. But just with the products themselves, I, I just don't. I don't think there's anything worth for me. You know, um, upgrading. Of course, I've got the 13 Pro uh, iPhone. I'm still rocking a um, uh, Apple Watch Four. <laughs> so, well, um, I so I I think we're both in the walled garden. If that you know, if you know that term, I'm 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 pretty deep in Apple. I've yeah. got all kinds of Apple stuff. I also have a Windows. To my left, if you're listening at home and keeping score, that's to your right. <laughs> um, is my PC, and that's where I do a lot of work stuff that's super boring. But all my fun stuff and podcast stuff goes on through my Mac, which is great. Yeah. Um, and the uh, I I had a the original Apple Watch, and up until uh, let's see six like eight months ago, that that's what I had, and I lost mine. Oh no! It, I just it just I've worn it like every day for you know. Yeah, probably like seven years or five, however long, however long it's been out, and I love it. It's so great. It is fantastic. You know, I, I the mm-hmm. reason I got it is I want to be able to. I have some usable vision, totally blind in my right eye, twenty three hundred in my left eye. So I am if it's if it's big enough on the on the on the watch the watch I can see the the time. Yeah, and uh, so I really wanted a watch I could I could see. Yeah, um, and it would talk and stuff, but. Um, I mentioned I have a bunch of kids running around this house, and I think what happened, I think one of them threw it away. Oh, no. <laughs> um, because it's really never, it's either on the charger or on my wrist. There's really yeah. not much in between. And um, so one day last fall, about, about a year ago, it just went missing. I was like, okay, I don't know where it is. I don't know where. And then for like two or three months, I was really upset and noticeably discomforted by the fact that I didn't have my watch, so I couldn't see the time as readily. You know, as I used to look at my phone all the time to get my get the time, but now I didn't have to do that. Yeah. And so uh, last November, um, I I got the the newest one, the seven. Okay. So I've got a seven, but had I not lost my original one, I probably would still have the original one. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually got a lot of friends who still have the two, the second. Yeah. You know, Apple Watch I, I, two. I think, I think the uh, the three is probably the best one. Three or newer is probably the best one because I think isn't the three when it went waterproof. Um, I think so. Yeah. I know the four is for sure. So because I've and I've been swimming and I've been doing stuff. It's I mean, I just wear the watch everywhere now. I don't have mm. to worry about water. I mean, yeah. I was a little bit worried about it with the original one. I think I I could shower with it. Not that I need my watch to shower, yeah. but like if I got wet or washed my hands, you know, that right, was okay. Right. Yeah. But like submerging it, um, not it's not a big deal. But it's yeah. a lot more free feeling now that I'm not. To- I'm just totally not worried about water at all. With right. It. So yeah. I really think that started around three. Yeah. So and, and I think with the newest ones, I mean, it, it they've been adding sensors ever since. So you know, it gets into the sensors and, um, you know, and uh, I t- <laughs> my wife thought I was a complete idiot, which you know is pretty common, I guess. But <laughs> well, that's um, what I mean, they, the they, they started talking about the uh, the cycle tracker on the watch. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, as they talked about it, I was like, oh man, I feel like an idiot because I thought that was about somebody wanting to ride a bicycle. bicycle? Yeah. <laughs> Barely not. <laughs> no, no. Oh it's man. It's not about that. But. No, no, it's not. But there so. are certain people that are in seasons of lives that are certain people aren't that, that yeah. may, that may or may not be a factor. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah. that uh, it also says it's supposed to be able to take your temperature, which I, I'm, I'm skeptical. If yeah. the Apple claims it, it's probably true, but I don't know how you can get. Well, is, I don't. Is anybody, I don't think it would be got, went to your wrist and said, "Let me take your temperature." Yeah, I don't think it would be a temperature that that would be taken for like if you're sick or something like that. I don't think it's going to keep track of that. I think it's just fluctuations, I guess, for that specific purpose. So, um, so I think that's all that's about. But I, I'm I'm not completely sure. But uh, you know, I mean, they've got the crash detection. You know, they've added that to the both the watch and the phone. Um, and I mean, you know, all that's pretty neat and the GPS, I mean, that, that can be kind of cool. I I've been in situations where that, uh, you know, I could see where that would have been handy, but I I just, you know, that's about it. I mean, there was nothing spectacular, you know, uh, upgrades. I didn't think worth it really when it comes to the cameras or other things. I mean, they've upgraded everything as they always do. Um, there is something kind of cool about the little, um, up where the notch would be the little moving thing, but um, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I, I've made it clear on this podcast. I am not technologically savvy at all. So, um, no, I, and I think I actually used the word tech, you have the phrase technologically challenged. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I've heard you say that before. So I am technolo- technologically challenged. Sometimes I'm speech challenged too, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. And, uh, so I'm, I'm not the best to get information about all of that for sure. Um, you know, it, at least on that, but that's something that I know everybody's thinking about, everybody's talking about, and uh, I'm usually one of those guys like where I really like to have the latest and the greatest. I usually skip a cycle or two, and um, uh, well, I better be careful with how I say yeah, that. What, now. what kind of cycle are you talking <laughs> about here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, oh man, uh, you know, um, but yeah, I went from the 10, right, the X iPhone mm-hmm. X, uh, to the 13 Pro. Um, and so, you know, uh, yeah, yeah I'm you definitely have the pro max. No, I don't have the max. I okay, don't have the large. Screen. See, my wife has the pro max and that's like a, that's carrying a toaster around. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. And it's yeah. heavy. It's, it's considerably heavier than, than absolutely. I think the, yeah. If I had one. some vision, I might've considered that, but not having any, I really yeah. didn't see the point. Don't need the real estate. The right. Real estate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I've just got the 12, the 12. The regular old twelve. Yep, yep. Which um, is great. And I, yeah. I don't. It's yeah. Um, I the fourteen. I the fourteen's probably not in my in my future. But if um one of my kids throws something away, then I guess I'll have to <laughs> maybe make that kind of decision. But right, right. Yeah. Now the AirPods Pro too. You know that I had the AirPods Pro. I ended up giving those to one of my my daughters because. I don't know. It just, it wasn't all that great. It wasn't all that comfortable. I think they're making some strides in that area. They're improving some of those things, but I, I'm, yeah. I So I just was really just not thoroughly impressed at all with the lineup. I mean, it's all great. It's all cool. Great gadgets. Um, but if I was to get anything that was announced, uh, it would probably be the AirPods Pro, but I'd, I've got a nice set of headphones, so I'm not really worried about it. So. I love the AirPods, and I, I don't know. This is not going to turn into an Apple um, podcast episode here yeah. necessarily, but I had the, I guess, probably the original AirPods, and they were, I mean, just when they were regular AirPods, or when the Pro ones weren't mm-hmm. there. And I loved them; they were so easy. Because I'm sure you can relate to this, where you're somewhere in the car, you're, and you you need to listen to voiceover or something on your phone, and the, having the AirPods 
for earbuds is so much better for yeah. hearing or that yeah. kind of, I mean, obviously music and stuff, it's great for that too, but just functionally using the phone with voiceover and my AirPods stopped working like, um, right around between two and three years. Okay. They just stopped working. They wouldn't, it's, it says it's got a full charge, but it, when you put them in, they last like 30 seconds and they, they they stop working. Hmm. And yeah. that was super frustrating to me. I did a, I did some searching on that, and that's like apparently a common thing. Like I guess they just expired. Yeah, uh, that's all they're supposed. And so that's a super expensive way. Every two years, having to replace every couple of years, having to replace, yeah, uh, AirPods. Yeah, is, that's right. That's expensive. Yes, yes, it Especially is. Especially considering, and I, I use the wired uh, earbuds a lot. Mm-hmm. And really, the biggest thing there was the AirPods are so much easier. Cause you just pop them in and pop them back in the case. Yeah. And I'm always, un- I'm always twisting up and untwisting and getting knots with all yeah, the yeah. wire. I have a whole bunch of pairs of, of yeah, uh, earbuds. Yeah. Right. Right. But it's so much easier to use the AirPods. Um, but I, it's unless they've made those last longer than two or three years. Um, I don't want to, I'm not going to invest in those again. Those are expensive too. They're what? 250 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. They're 250. Yep. Yeah, so I've I've got an over the head uh, set of earphones or headphones by Focal, which is a, a French company. But then uh, they're all they you talk about amazing sound. I I love them. They pair great uh, with the iPhone. There's an annoying little beep every once in a while when you're swiping through. It'll beep, but I mean voiceover comes through. Music is great. So um, so that's really what I use. They're, they're not noise canceling or anything like that, but I, you know, don't really need that. So I, I don't really either. I just, just, I was just kind of frustrated with my AirPods experience. They were great until mm-hmm. they, until they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> I almost thought you were going to say they, they ended up in the trash. Well, they, maybe, <laughs> well, maybe uh, we have maybe now. That happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, so yeah, so that, I know that's been, a lot of folks are thinking about that, but that's, that's kind of my two cents anyway on that. I'm, I'm not, I'm usually a little bit more of a fanboy when it comes to, <laughs> to the Apple products and watching things, but I, I don't know. I just, I, it just didn't, wasn't much for me this time. So, alrighty. Well, folks, if you want to send us an email, be sure and do so at blindgrilling at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you let it give us your questions your thoughts and your comments be sure and follow and share out the podcast everybody you know we appreciate you doing that as well i got john grimes here from the ambiguously blind podcast uh with me and uh, we're, we're going to talk about burgers because uh we had a question come in uh, from somebody about cooking burgers and keeping things from flaring up and so uh, I thought we'd we'd discuss that just a little bit because I think we've got several ideas, several thoughts for folks to consider, and I think it's something that uh, not only is it a thought for the blind and visually impaired who are worried about that, but you know, sighted folks have the same issue. Um, I know a lot of folks that uh, you know cooking burgers that'll either burn them or overdo them or you know d- get burnt themselves because they've had a flare up in their grill. From the grease dripping, and uh, especially if you're blind or visually impaired, that can be extremely intimidating. Uh, and so we've got a few thoughts, I think, that might help you out and try to avoid that if you are grilling burgers over charcoal. And so uh, so that's what we'll be talking about. And, John, one of the things that you have really taken off with, first and foremost, with the with the hamburgers. Did I say hot dogs a while ago? 
No, uh, I didn't okay. Hear, I didn't okay. Hear that <laughs> I'm like, I had it in my mind. Wait a minute. Um, but the uh, the flipping of the hamburgers, um, you've you've uh, probably mastered the skill of flipping burgers. Mm, well, I I learned from the master. So yeah, it's it's pretty simple when you're when you use the uh, the Weber fish fish basket. I guess yeah. it depends on your grill, but on mine it fits perfectly right in the middle. And the uh, grocery store near us makes uh, these pre-made burgers. I mean, it's I guess it's not too hard to make your own or whatever, and that's probably the better way to do it. But they have they're just all sitting there, and they're they look good, and they they taste great. And they make the larger normal style, and then they make a slider style. And I can put twelve slider burgers in that Weber fish, fish basket, and I can flip one time. And flip twelve burgers. I can flip twelve burgers in like thirty seconds max. max like yeah. <laughs> probably closer to fifteen seconds max. Yeah. By the time I mean open the grill, flip, close the grill, it's not more than maybe twenty seconds. Yeah. It's total, total time. So uh it is super simple and especially how we are able to pack those into the, the uh, basket. Right. It's um I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't do it any other way. Yeah, it, it it is a really cool uh, and simple way. It makes things a lot easier because you don't have to have a spatula or anything. I mean, you just no, you know a pair no. of insulated gloves, grab the handles of the of the Weber fish basket, and uh, and just one flip, and you've got yeah. all your burgers flipped and closed. Yeah, the lid it's metal, and I use like leather gloves, and I just I mean open flip, close, boom, take the yeah. gloves off. It, it really is super. Uh, super simple. I yeah, mean, it's really handy uh, for sure. Yeah. And they have different size fish baskets too. Um, so you depending on the size of your grill, um, you know, you can get one that'll fit. Because I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have the large. I, you got the large egg. I know that the big green egg uh, that you have is large, and I think it's the large fish basket as well. By I Weber. don't remember what yeah. the, how it's classified, but I've uh, I've used it so many times. I'm on my second or third one and four years because they've they, they start to wear after some they're not that expensive maybe like 30 bucks 35 bucks yeah yeah maybe yeah and they just kind of start to warp under the uh the heat of the grill after a couple of years of use but mm-hmm. yeah yeah i got them on just getting them on amazon i think they sell them at actually they don't sell them at my local the nearest store they don't sell anything weber oh, okay at my the closest store to me but I've, i mean i found them on amazon just the same and yeah boom yeah yeah, awesome. But they do make different sizes of those baskets. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and what's cool of, about that, not only flipping it all at once, but uh, one of the things, of course, with the big green egg, you you can control your temperature, and that helps a lot also with, um, you know, because the fish basket isn't going to keep the grease from dripping, right? So you, you can still get flare-ups if depending on the grill you're on. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things that you you know that is good and handy to do on the big green egg is just make sure you're controlling your fire, your temperature to begin with, and and do it at you know three fifty to four hundred degrees would be one option. Uh, but if you maintain that temp uh, as in when as that lid is closed, you know you you uh, you can really help control those flare ups, even if you're not using a fish basket to flip your burgers. You know, if you're going to use a spatula, and and I'll be honest with you, I haven't used a spatula on burgers, and and even if I don't use a fish basket, I'll just put on a pair of um, nitrile gloves. Maybe put a cotton liner mm-hmm. underneath it and nitrile over those, and then I'll just reach in and grab them and flip them. And yeah, uh, I've done that. 
Yeah. So especially if I'm only doing a couple, you know, just my wife and I, you know, just uh, in not doing for many more, I'll just throw two on there and do that. But it, but by controlling the temperature of the grill itself, you can kind of maintain or, or uh, keep up with those flare-ups as well. Uh, the more you have and the more time the grill is open and the the flame or the fire can kind of you know bring in all that oxygen and then the grease dripping as you move those burgers, you know that's really where the problem arises. And usually, folks that have that issue of flare-ups are those who flip their burgers multiple times. Uh, in my experience, now that, that may not be necessarily, but I highly recommend only flipping the burgers wants. Um, you know, and, and a lot of folks are like, what, you know, how can you do that? Well, again, it comes down to fire management, keeping track of your temperature and, um, in learning your grill and where, you know, where things are. But, uh, I only flip the burgers once. I never flip more than that. I think a lot of that too, is like you, I've, I've talked, you know, like my, uh, one of the first times I was cooking and my father-in-law was, was watching me and he was like, um, can, he was, confused as to why I wasn't flipping them that often or that I kept the lid closed the whole time. And the, with the egg, it's like an oven, right? Yeah. It's an oven that you get, you still get the charcoal taste. Um, but like I'll go over to my dad's house and he, he has a, just a regular gas grill and he just, he leaves the lid open and he cooks them with the, you know, the lid open the whole time. And so you are going to get the drippings and the, the oxygen in there that will flare things up. Yeah. But when you close the lid of the egg, all that, calms down anyway yeah and that's right um, my recipe of time is i cook at 350 for 25 minutes the burgers yeah um, i usually flip them at 10 and then for i flip it once at 10 and then after 20 minutes i flip them back to the original side for some crazy reason i don't know why yeah. i did that but yeah um i that that seems to work for me i haven't i don't think i've ever had a flare-up right that, that and are me. you cooking direct Direct, yeah. yeah. Was, well, even without the plate set. The plate set would make it better, too, because at least most, right. if not all, of that grease would, wouldn't make it to the fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that was that was the other thing. You know, uh, you can cook indirect, right? So you can use a in the egg a plate setter or the convector, as the, the new name is. But yes. I don't know if I'll ever get used to that. Um, but uh, you, so you can cook indirect. So you've got something between the meat and the charcoal. You can and, even put like a drip pan in there and it catch all the right. grease so it doesn't roll off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or just cover it with foil even, uh, just to keep your plate setter from becoming a mess. Yeah. Um, but, but that definitely keeps, you know, the, the flare ups from happening. Um, and, and, and so cooking indirect or in, depending on the grill, sometimes indirect, not necessarily just on the egg, but, you know, having your fire off to one side, uh, of your, your firebox and then your burgers are kind of just offset so they're not directly over even though they're kind of direct heat but they're not directly over the flames that is one way to help control in in other grills uh flare-ups from happening if you can't get some kind of indirect um you know something between the meat and the fire itself mm-hmm. yep so um now there's something else john I, what type of burger do you get you say you get the uh, the pre-made but um, what are the percentages of meat yeah, and fat? Yeah, I don't, I really don't know. Uh, my wife is always the one that gets them, and I, I, of course, can't see the label, and I haven't asked. But um, yeah. they're not real fatty. I mean, obviously, they're they're fatty. I would guess they're eighty twenty or maybe eighty five fifteen, maybe. Okay. Yeah. 
and maybe, and I know a maybe, lot of folks. They might be ninety ten. I don't know, but yeah, they're. I again, I've never really had any flare up issues, so they're pretty lean. But as far as a a burger that the way the burger tastes, it tastes like I would expect a burger to taste that was on a grill. So right, it's not too lean, but it's it's also not. I don't know. It's not a very good, not a very good answer. <laughs> but but the point is though that there is a difference. Um, I don't think so much in flavor necessarily. I, I really don't. I, I, if you've got some fat in there, when you make, you know, you divide it all up and you make burgers, you're going to have a little bit of fat in there, even if you do a 90 10, um, you know, but 85 15, 90 10, that's going to help with flare ups as well because you're not going to have as much grease. But, um, you know, because you think about the folks that flip their burgers all the time, one, <laughs> one of the things that, that just, and and sometimes it's it's hard, like you said, they're you get so used to doing things. I've known so many people that when either the lid stays open, like you mentioned, or it, whether it does or not, they reach in with a spatula, put it on top of the burger, and they push yeah, down. Yeah. And not making a smash burger, but then they're like, this is how I'm going to tell if it's done. They want to see if the juices run clear or not. That's mm-hmm. sometimes they'll say that. Yeah. All you're doing is, is first of all, pushing out that fat flavor down onto the fire. That's going to cause flare-ups. So don't do that. You know, if that's what you were, don't do that. Just don't. Um, get a good thermometer, if anything. A, an instant read talking thermometer, whether it's Thermaworks, Risen, or, uh, you know, just find a talking instant read thermometer. And you can check the temperature of your of your burgers if you if you uh, if you need to. Um, you know, after a while you'll get it down to, to temperature and time on burgers, which is what I've done. I actually like smokehouse burgers. I cook real low and slow. I'm, I'm doing like 275 degrees rolling smoke. I put them in and I don't flip them until 20 or 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I'll let them go another 20 or 25 minutes. Um, you know, so I'm cooking, you know, 50, uh, minutes, sometimes even an hour, and, um, you know, they, they, they talk about juicy and done and just, just per, I mean, they're great. They, these smoke, they really soak in that smoke flavor. They're more, you know, they're, they're not overcooked. They're definitely not burnt. They're still juicy. I haven't been smashing them and knocking all the juice and out the fat out of it. So they've still got the juiciness in there. So, um, and I don't have flare-ups, whether I do it direct or indirect. I usually do indirect when I'm low and slow smoking like that, but I've done it direct the same way. And um, if you're not squeezing that gre- that grease out of that burger, uh, you know, there's there's less opportunity there for those flare-ups. Yeah, I just don't have enough time to devote uh, 50, 60 minutes to cooking yeah, yeah. burgers because usually there's just too much stuff going on in my house. But sure. I've done I've done that, and they are good. Um, I'm just usually more interested in the uh, get them in, get them out kind of routine, you know? Yep. Yeah. And I think a lot of folks are, which is fine, you know, which is fine, especially, it, you know, if you're doing a lot, um, you know, especially if you can't do it in one uh, cook, if you, you're going to have yeah. to get them on and off and then put more on uh, or do some other things, whether it's hot dogs or brats or something like that, you know, if you need more grill space, some real estate on the grill, then, then definitely. Uh, but even at that, when you crank up the heat, don't be smashing them. Don't be pushing them down. If mm-hmm. you want a smash burger, get a griddle, right, and 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 do that. Uh, now, there is one other uh, option that I think works, and, and they make these for whether it's Weber, whether it's a pellet or the big green egg. 
And the actual brand is called Grill Grates. And these are this, this uh, high temp, this aluminum um, uh, material that you can put on, just set right on top of the grates that are in your grill right now, your cooking grates. They just set, they can set right on top of it. And they have these little trenches, right? The raised area where you, you're putting your burgers or, or steaks or whatever. And they're really big in the uh, state competitions because of the grill marks that they leave. Because, um, you know, not only in state competitions, but people get them for pellet grills when their pellet grill doesn't seem to get hot enough and they want those grill marks. You use these grill grates and put those in there and they will add about 150 degrees of cooking on the cooking surface. I don't know how they do it. I don't understand it, but it works. That's, that's considerable. Yeah, It is considerable. So if you get a, a pellet grill that goes up to 450, 500, right, which really that's plenty um, for, for, for uh, doing burgers or steaks, but you put these grill grates in and you're going to be able to sear at 550, 600 degrees. Um, even though the grill temp isn't that, the the way those grill grates work, they're they're adding that much uh, temp to that surface, and you're going to get those grill marks. And the great thing about that as well is there's little these trenches that kind of catches the grease, and that's one of the things they advertise. They help prevent flare ups, and uh, and so grill grates would be a brand of of uh, third party uh, cooking grates that you can add to your grill that really work phenomenal. Uh, for not only adding grill marks, but also kind of catching the grease from going dripping down into the fire, uh, and uh, and that that's you know that's kind of what they're known for, uh, and they work really well. They work well in pellet grills. They work well in charcoal grills, and uh, I, I love mine. Well, I use mine in my pellet grill for a long time. I've got some for the egg, and so they they just really do work great. And what's awesome too about it, you can flip them upside down. And it's flat on the backside, and there you can make your smash burgers. Mm. Right, so it's almost like a griddle that you can do your smash burgers on uh, on the backside. So uh, multi-purpose. Kinda, so yeah, it sounds right. like they're great. That's <laughs> real great. I'll be here all oh, evening. Oh man! Uh, sure oh. to tip your waitress. Oh man, that's hilarious. There we go. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh wow. Well. Um, so, so that, I hope that helps answer the question when it comes to burgers, but John, do you have any burger recipes? I mean, is there anything that you, I mean, I know you get the, the pre-made patties, uh, well, and, and in my defense, they make them in the store. They're not like frozen, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. kind of thing. They make them locally there. Okay. Uh, burger recipes. I certainly have made my fair share of burgers using eggs and Worcestershire and all kinds of seasonings and everything, but. I really, based on where I am and what we have here, they, they really are great. What we do, though, is we put salt, pepper, and garlic powder on them. The Texas Trinity. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much Texas. So tech, yeah. we, we put them, that's what we put on them, and um, it's, I can't tell you how many people have told me that they're great. Hmm. Um, and, in fact, my brother's kids were over here a couple months ago, and we haven't having those burgers, and one of his kids came over and he said, hey, Uncle John, your burgers are better than dad's. <laughs> and so I've not let my brother live that one down, but yeah, right. um, that's, it's pretty, I like simple. I'm a simple man, Chris. Yes, sir. So I like simple. I don't want to do a whole lot of complex things. 
Yeah. So we just use um, my wife, uh, Aaron, spi- uh, is the one that puts the spices on them. So I can't tell you exactly how much yeah. she does because she does that. But um, I do know that it's salt, pepper, and garlic powder. And um, it just takes, get them out of the refrigerator, put them on the, put them on the uh, basket, season one side, flip them over, season the other side, and close the lid, and it's on the grill. The whole process takes 10 minutes max. So right. it's pretty yeah. simple. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, now, it, you're it the guy be. with the recipes. Yeah. <laughs> well, there. I mean, there's lots of things you can do for sure. One one thing I do like to, of course, we get uh, packages of ground beef at our meat market, and I, I like to season the whole thing together. I, I put the seasoning to it, and then I'll form the patties, and then I'll put a little bit more seasoning, um, you know, on on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, try not to overdo it, but I, I do like to put the seasoning throughout. So, so that's something use? I do. Uh, I do do I, I do a lot of uh, salt, pepper, garlic for sure. But there are some other seasonings that I think work really well. Um, some out of Texas, you got Meat Church, who has uh, several different um, uh, seasonings. Uh, I like their Holy Gospel uh, for sure, which is their Holy Cow, and, and all that is a salt, pepper, garlic. Uh, but then they had their their Gospel, and they kind of mixed them together their uh, their uh, Holy Cow and Gospel to make the Holy Gospel. So, um, figure that from Meat Church, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, so I like that. It's a good seasoning. I, I've got, um, you know, some other things that, you know, some paprika maybe. Um, it, it just really depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Um, you ever put breadcrumbs in your burger stuff? Uh, no, I, I haven't. I've done that with meatloaf. That's what, when you were saying adding eggs and, and some of the other things, I, I, I'm like, that sound, sounds like you're making a meatloaf. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, I haven't done that. I haven't done the the breadcrumbs at all. Now, I, don't, I haven't either. But I just yeah, I, yeah. Well, I do, but I do mix everything together. Now, one thing I'll do also that makes some awesome burgers, and and here you can buy them already mixed together, and they call them Boston burgers. But it is um, uh, ground or chopped pork mixed in with the beef burger. Okay. And so it's it's a like a fifty fifty mix of beef and pork, and they turn out great. Those are great burgers, and see you can season them the same way, however you want. You know, um, you know when it comes to seasoning burgers, I mean that's the options are endless, really. I mean you you can do whatever you like, whatever you want. Somebody wants a little more of this or that. I mean just you can put it on for sure, um, but definitely I would say the the salt, pepper, garlic, you know, uh, throughout, and then. Um, touch them up on both sides with a little something. That that's probably one of my favorite ways to do it. You can put cheese in them, you know, before you cook them. When yep. you're making your patties, you know, some folks will add a little bit of cheese and and jalapenos, you know, in there. I, I love that. I I again, I think I just in my simplicity because you know the burger gets usually gets dressed after it's made too, right? With the steak yep. and stuff, you don't really do a whole lot afterward. But with the burger, you got pickles and lettuce and tomato and ketchup and mustard and jalapenos and all the other things you can put on it. So yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I just try to keep it pretty simple and let the let all the uh, real other stuff come in with whatever yeah. the person wants to put on there. But I, I I love jalapenos. Yeah. So, but if but I problem is I I could put jalapenos in there and then my kids would end up with them and then you know <laughs> be the end of the night. And that'd, right. That'd be, yeah. Right. Right. Man, I tell you what. Here lately, we've uh, we've been doing burgers quite a bit here. And and not for the reason you might think. The reason we've been doing burgers so much is 
tomatoes have been coming in both our garden and our my in-law's garden. And my my father-in-law put out like over 90 tomato plants. Plus he has a little greenhouse and he's got a little aquatic little thing going, uh, aquaphonics kind of thing with with at least 10 to 12 plants. And then he's got his big garden outside. And his tomatoes are some of the best tasting tomatoes. Oh, they are awesome. In fact, they are so good. The other day when it was still in the upper 80s, almost 90 degrees, we were like, we're making chili. Because we've got these tomatoes that we canned, and they are so good. We, we went ahead and just made some chili um, and uh, you know, in the middle of summer. So it, it was awesome. You're probably the kind of guy that would just eat a tomato, just like a slice of tomato, right? Oh, yeah. It, you, you know what I like tomato with, though, is cottage cheese. Cottage cheese, pepper, and, and, and take it that tomato um, with a little bit of pepper on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could eat a tomato by itself for sure. Mm. Could but, you eat a tomato as a hand fruit? I, I I've always take sliced a bite it. out of one. I've always sliced them. I don't. I've never just taken a bite out of it. I always sliced it. So, so I don't know. <laughs> I've never really tried. Maybe, I've eaten an onion that. like that. I, you have. I, I, oh purpose? yeah, I peel. No, no, no. I'm, I I can eat onions, man. I love onions. I I'll peel an onion and and just bite it. Eat it like an apple. Yeah, I like onions. Mm. So, what kind of onion? Um, well, Vidalia, obviously, sweet yellow onions. Um, okay. But, I mean, sometimes they still get to you. They'll still snarl your nose up. Yeah, they <laughs> will. Be careful. So, uh, but uh, but definitely. Pickle and, onions? No, no. I'm not much on pickles or pickling thing. you know, pickled stuff. We just made refrigerator pickles. Like, yeah. not deep, not like hardcore pickling, but um, a red onion mm-hmm. and vinegar and... Um, a little bit of sugar, vinegar. Yeah, like two yeah. days. Man, they're they're good. Yeah, they're I, I mean, I would try that. There, there's a company here called Float Trip Pickles that's nearby, and uh, they they make some where they they've it's you would love it because it's a lot of jalapenos too. They add jalapenos uh, to their pickling, and um, they're so they're spicy pickles. Mm-hmm. Man, they they are awesome. They are really really good. Um. And so I, I'm just not one to just want to grab a pickle. I eat them. I, I don't ever ask them not to be on something that if I've ordered or someone makes me something and pickles are on it, that, that's fine. I'll, I'll eat them. But um, it, it's not anything I go after, though, mm. personally. That surprises me. You're a, you're a tomato guy but not a pickle guy. I mean. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah it's weird. But, you know, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is. We sure. around. That's, uh, that's the spice of life, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, folks, uh, as we move on to our next little segment, I want to again invite you to send us an email. Blindgrilling at gmail.com is the email address. We love hearing from you. Hope that you'll share it out. Be sure and, uh, and subscribe. And uh, we've been putting some shorts out on the YouTube channel. We got a couple out. Hopefully, we'll do a little bit more. They're not the most spectacular things by any means, but you know, if you just want to see some of the things we're doing, uh, be sure and subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/blindgrilling, and uh, and uh, maybe we'll get some more sh- uh, short videos put out pretty soon as well. Well, John, before I let you go, man, I, I want to talk a little bit about Ambiguously Blind podcast because. You've been doing it for a few years. You've had just a just a a, a bunch of guests on there, uh, some really amazing folks that have gone through a, a number of of things. Um, and, and not to not putting anyone down, I won't necessarily want to know what 
any of the, your guests you wish you didn't have on, but I would like to know <laughs> some of the the, the, the who do who stands out to you the most uh, in the mm, guests that you've had. Don't put me on the spot here. Huh? Yeah. Well, probably my number one guest has been uh, Chris Peltz for Blind Green. <laughs> I wondered if you'd catch so, on to that or not. <laughs> yeah. We'll just get that out of no, the way. No. Yeah. Right. Right. Sure. Sure. That's funny. Um. Yeah, it's been it's really been a lot of fun. I have I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, podcasting. There's a lot that goes into podcasting. Yeah, and a lot of time and things. Um, some things are more fun than others, but uh, actually talking to the, the to people is by far the the best part of it. And right. It's really, you know, there's a lot of great stories out there, and you really don't even have to dig that far to find them. And and sometimes people don't even know their stories are that great. You know, they might just think it's you know, a lot of them. Yeah. But it, it can be really a, a, a great story to share. And I've um at least as of the time of this recording, I'm in the mid sixties as far as episode count goes. So I've talked to, you know, not all of them have been guest episodes, but at least, you know, forty to fifty people that I likely hadn't met before the podcast. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting getting to know people and their stories and I come at it at kind of a different angle. Um, you're blind grilling and you talk about grilling and uh, the blindness and things associated with that mostly. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, as ambiguously blind, my thing is that I talk to, well, it's, it's about me for the most part about how the fact that I, I really don't look blind or people would be surprised to know that I am blind based on how I act and <clears throat> Yeah. Excuse me. And how and how I do things, um, and but I also the reason that I lost my vision was due to bacterial meningitis, and so uh, an acute illness that happened when I was in college. So like one day everything is normal, John, and then I'm in a coma and almost didn't make it, um, but did. And surprise, I made it. You know if that's. Um, and, um, here I am. And and I talk about that experience. So I've connected with a lot of people that have been affected by meningitis. It's a, it's a super severe, quick acting um, disease that could take the life of a otherwise healthy person within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So I've talked to people that have survived meningitis. I've talked to people who lost, um, children to meningitis. And so I, I, one of my big, big things is to, to advocate for information about meningitis, make sure people know what it is. There are vaccines for it. So I talked to those people and I talked to people with visual impairment and they don't necessarily overlap there that they're they're not usually the same group of people. So I'm kind of all over the place. And what I'm trying to do is, is um, the the tagline is challenging beliefs and revealing abilities that make people extraordinary. And truly there are a lot of those stories and it's a lot of fun doing them. Uh, Again, my favorite guest has got to be Chris Peltz and blind grilling. Um, (laughs) But it's just amazing the what people can do when when up against it. And yeah. Yeah, I like that's right. I really like hearing the stories and I, I hope that it helps people um get through whatever things may be challenging them at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's uh I don't know. It's it's we we've kind of gone through some different waves. We do some technology stuff and we're I'm kind of on an audio description kick right now, which is yeah. Something for, for blind folks. Which to, is really cool because the last one you had with Ren Leach, um, I, they were talking about, and you had a clip from a movie that uh, 
that I actually watched. I watched that movie um, long a while back when it first came out. See for me. Okay, and I haven't seen it at all. It, it's it is good. I, I'll be honest with you. When I first saw the preview, I was like, man, I, I don't I don't think I'm gonna like this movie just because the attitude of the girl uh, of the main mm-hmm. character who was losing her sight. And I got to thinking about it. I was like, you know that that really is probably pretty representative of how a lot of folks are in, in, in the blind community, uh, especially, you know, when they're struggling with how to cope and how to deal with that. So I, I was like, I'm going to give this a chance. I'm gonna give the movie a chance. And, and I'm glad I did. I mean, there's, I'm not big on movies with language and things like that. And there is some of that in the movie, just, just FYI. But as far as the storyline goes, there's some twists and turns and, and some surprising <laughs> twists and turns, but, uh, you know, using the app and, the, and you know, someone, you know, because you've got, you know, we've got what Ira and um, some of the other apps that, uh, you know, blind and visually impaired folks use where they call and they get somebody who looks through the camera of their phone and guides them. And that's what this girl does in the movie. And um, it, it it was good. It was well, really good. That's good. Well, I need to watch it. I don't know. You do. um I don't know if it's. I guess Ren indicated that it wasn't available in America. Um, so I I right bought now. it on iTunes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually bought it when it came out okay. on Apple. So was, but he, we were talking about. I guess he was on Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, you could probably rent it or buy it or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I can you tell can you, there's it. a gun in it. Yes. Yeah. I know. That, That's uh, right. She gets shot because that was the clip we played. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not all I can yeah. tell you about it, but yeah. it's really fascinating. The other thing that we talked about was he watched. Uh, he did the audio description for the Andre the Giant yes. documentary. Yeah. And that's one of the things that that has long been an issue for me since uh, vision loss. I actually, even before that, subtitles, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you want right. to go to a movie right. and read? I'm here to watch a movie, right? Yeah. But but if you can't see the screen and there's subtitles because they're speaking in a different language, you know, you're just out altogether. Yeah. At least if they're speaking the language you understand, you can understand what's going on. But right. in subtitles, and so the great thing there was the audio description was speaking um, the, what the subtitles were. Right. So that's a game changer for me when it comes to movies with uh, audio description. So yeah, yeah, Ren is a fascinating guy. He's yeah. he's a super interesting guy. Yeah, he's so got yeah. he's got retinitis pigmentosa, and um, mm-hmm. he's he's been working through that. And and he, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk again and get a little bit more into his his vision story and right. how he got into the audio description part of things, but. Yeah. It's super fascinating. Because yeah. that's a big topic right now for the blind and visually impaired because it, it's making so many leaps and bounds on, on the networks and on on um, streaming apps. and so, It's so, rapidly it's, growing. It, it it's, is. It's, it's really, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. we kind of talk about that too where it, it's really kind of a thing where I think people did it because they had to do it. it mm-hmm. You check the box, there's a compliance or ADA yeah. regulation that says that this has to be done and most studios and, and things were, were putting the bare minimum effort into it. Yeah. And people like Wren and um, Thomas Reed, another guy that I've had on the podcast, who they're really, people like them are making it more of an art form mm-hmm. and really putting in some, some heart and soul into the projects to make it, to make it phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. So, uh, so real quick, um, on your podcast, is there anybody you've had on? Because I wanted to ask you this question, and we've gone longer than I planned on. But uh, anybody you've had on that said yes, I'll be on your podcast, that you're just like, wow. Well, in addition to you, yes, of course, yeah, not me, not me. Yeah, there's been a few of those people, and let me think about this for a minute here. Um, 
Do you know there's a contemporary Christian singer named Jenny Owens? No, I'm not. She's um, she's a Nashville style. I mean, I think she literally well, she went to school in Nashville. She sings okay. Christian songs. She's got a great voice. Um, she's pretty big time, and I I had to go through her um her people, mm-hmm. and they were great. They were. I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That uh, yeah. I got the. I actually, I'm I'm pretty much always surprised. <laughs> um. Some people less than others, of course, but yeah, Jenny yeah. was was pretty big. Um, like okay, cool. Like two blind brothers. Yeah. Um, those guys are just great. If you've ever seen anything they've done, I mean, they're exactly as they act. Um, they're they're goofy and funny and have a real good sense of humor about their vision. Right. And and their story and it's it's a great story. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I there's a few people that have committed already that I haven't aired yet that I'm pretty surprised about. So yeah. Okay. Um, it's, no, I'm, no I'm also peaks. in sales in my, in my real life. Right. So I, I'm used to getting no's all the time, <laughs> right. um, but I'm pretty crafty at, at uh, how I word things and things. So sure. I feel like I okay. have a little bit of an upper hand when I, when I get to the negotiation of that, that pitch to, to get them to come on or not. But yeah, it's, awesome. th- those are, those are some of the ones that come to mind easily. Sure. All right. Well, man, I look forward to the upcoming podcast, Ambiguously Blind, and uh, and look forward to having you on again pretty soon. Yeah, and, let's do it. Uh, yeah, man, and uh, enjoyed the conversation, and uh, hopefully everybody is is doing well. Had a great Labor Day, and uh, don't forget, you know, just because winter is coming, no reason why you shouldn't still be firing up those grills. Football season, right? We got to cook for that. Just started. That's right. Let's go. That's it. So go Chiefs. <laughs> Uh, I'd say go Cowboys, but I'm not really a Cowboys fan. Yeah, it's, good because I wouldn't Cowboys have you on. So again I'd say if you were, I'd so. say get your guns up and go Red Raiders. That's what I'd say. <laughs> Texas Tech, baby. Big Twelve. Let's do it. There you go. There you go. Awesome. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Blind Grilling Experience. And we're always, as always, remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. <laughs>